If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm here to talk to you again about everything to do with vacation rentals, this business that we all that we all know intimately and love the best. Does it sound like I'm trying to convince myself? And after a long, long summer, um, yeah, maybe I am having to convince myself that I still really do love this business. So it's it's right and fitting today that I'm going to talk to somebody that that I've known for quite a while. Um, Terry White has um, is is known to many of us um, who go to uh, vacation rental conferences, who frequent Matt's Inner Circle and and other forums and Facebook groups where where Terry makes such a great contribution. He is my number one podcast commenter, and I can usually rely on Terry to comment on every single podcast episode. So, so even if no one else does, it's always nice to know that Terry is out there. He's listened to every episode, and he will make a comment on it. And I, you know, I can't, you know, I will tell him on the interview how much I appreciate that. But it really is nice that I hear from from people who are out there listening to this so I don't feel so much sort of on my own in my little podcasting studio wondering who I'm talking to um, so at least I know there's one of you out there well let me tell you a little bit more about uh, about Terry before we kick off he's a property owner himself he's also a property manager his area is Anna Maria Island somewhere I haven't been yet but uh, I've talked about it to previous guests. If you've heard me talk to Nancy McAleer, that interview, she talked about her love of Anna Maria Island. And it's, so it's definitely, that one is definitely on my bucket list. It, uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous. White beaches, super looking restaurants. It just looks like one of those places where you could really go and, and just chill out. If you're not sure where Anna Maria Island is, it's on the west coast of Florida. And I'm sure Terry is going to give you a little bit more information on exactly where that is and um, what the vibe is like on Anna Maria Islands in terms of vacation rental. Terry's also a bit of an expert on software, on booking systems, property management systems. He has quite a technical mind and is, is able to break down the different elements that make up a good booking system. And make it a little bit, you know, put it in a bit more plain English for for those of us who, like myself, that information tends to go right over the top of my head because it's it's often too technical. And I know we, we hear this a lot from people when they're asking about booking systems. What do we choose? What should stand out to us when we are searching for different platforms? Because these are not inexpensive. 
And you have to be absolutely sure you're doing the right thing before you commit with your money. Because once you've done that, it really is tough to go back. And I know this as a property manager because we made a major mistake a number of years ago. We invested a lot into a very flashy property management system and and it really didn't work. It was not the right one for us. I know it's the right one for many, many property managers because it's it's very popular and it's in wide use. But for, for me and, and others out there that... Uh, guys, you know who you are, then this particular system didn't work. And we had to abandon it after a very short um, space of time, just a couple of weeks. We lost a lot of money. We lost a lot of traffic, just a massive amount of traffic. We then went back to our old manual system for another few years before we plucked up the courage again to venture out into the world of property management systems and took the step into investing once again. We're now very happy with with the one that uh, that we do have. It does work for us, but we set, certainly did the due diligence before we embarked on this one. I want to ask, uh, ask Terry some questions, not only about his property management company, how he operates it down in Anna Maria Island, because Terry lives in Toronto. He's, uh, he's one of us up here in the great frozen north. I also wanted him to share um, some information on, you know, where he got his latest website because it is gorgeous. You've got to go and have a look at AnnamariaIslandCondoRentals.com because it's beautiful. I really love this website. So you need to go take a look at that. And I'm going to talk to him about who did it. You may be surprised at who created this website for Terry. So without further review, without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with Terry White of Anna Maria Island Condo Rentals. So I am so delighted to have with me today Terry White, hailing from Toronto. How are you today? I'm great, Heather. How are you? I'm really, really good. Well, it doesn't seem very long since we we last sat down and chatted in uh, in Toronto just a couple of months yeah. ago. Yeah, in May, yeah. I look forward to it every year, and I'm looking forward to Texas again already. Yes, yes. San Antonio, May, 9, uh, May 1918. <laughs> oh. May 2018. <laughs> We're going to make that a road trip for us. Oh, that, that sounds great. I mean, we've, we've, yeah. driv- we've driven down to um, San Antonio on numerous occasions, um, oh. and that's just a great time to go. Have you been there before? We've never been to Texas, and it's always we've always wanted to go there. And I think we're going to try and do New Orleans and see as much of Texas as we can. We want to go up, you know, get to Dallas, maybe to Houston, um, and get over to New Orleans, and maybe some other. You know, just depends how much time that we have. Oh, fabulous! I mean, I I, I love that area, particularly down, you know, around between Austin and San Antonio, and a little bit to the really to the west of San Antonio as well. What they, what they call Hill Country. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Just, um, you know, beautiful, beautiful countryside. And then San Antonio itself, if, you know, to to experience, I'd love to go back and experience it again for the first time because I've been half a dozen times now. Oh, really? And and it it never fails to to amaze me. Just the just the, the history there with the Alamo and and then what they've done with the Riverwalk is and and the hotel for. For the um, 
um, the summit next year is right on the Riverwalk, which is... I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that looks amazing, yeah. Yeah, so we're all, we're all going to be going out on the boat trips and, you know, we're, yeah. not, we're not going to miss the, uh, <laughs> the, the trip around the Riverwalk. I am so happy to have, have you here because, as I said in the introduction, you are my number one listener. and I, I really do appreciate the fact that you comment on every single podcast. Well, you know, it's, it's out of respect and appreciation for what, you know, you bring to the market. And back when I was first starting out and like you, there was there was no resources out there. You just, you just learn by your mistakes. And, you know, I just pretty much everything I've learned, I've learned from listening to your podcast. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. So back when you were starting out, when when was that? That was in the early 90s. And uh, if you can believe it, that's it's been that long. <laughs> and uh, people will if I. If I mentioned websites that I used to advertise on, I'm sure anybody listening, but they'd never heard of them before. Okay, so so go on. Which where did you advertise in the '90s? Well, it first started. Um, it was just right around when um, VRBL was coming out, but um, it was, if you remember, which I still advertise on now, was VacationRentals.com, ninety-six dollars a year. There was A1 Vacations. There was um, Villas Two Thousand. There was great rentals. Mm-hmm. All of those were $96. You could actually take a web page like that, and with creative keywords, you could actually rank on Google on the first page for relevant organic searches just using those sites for less than $100 a month, a year. Yeah. See, I, 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 I remember all those. I remember yeah. all those sites as well. I mean, I didn't really get – because I was in, in England and involved more in England until – probably 2000 uh, and 1998 which is when I first came out and bought property yeah. out here um, mm-hmm. but uh, but even even then um, it was still long before home away and yes. before home away started gobbling all those up so I definitely remember a1 vacation rentals it, because I think we were advertising on them as, at the same time it was it was much easier to compete you know and and produce when before you know I'm a big fan of the RBO and home away they've been good to me in my family but it was much easier before they took control for sure yeah How, what, what do you think about the way it's all changed over the last couple of years in fact because um, it, well, it, it, it seems day to day there's more changes coming along that's <laughs> taking that control away well, it's so com- well. The difference now it's so complex, and you know we're probably going to talk about March market saturation in rates and how to get noticed and how to navigate through the change. You know, and we're going to talk a lot about PMS, but it is just it's so vastly different now, and it's and it's just a moving target. You know, every day, how how do you get better? I think you know when I I'm I'm on a number of um, Facebook um, pages. Facebook. Yeah, um, I see you. Yeah. and I know you are too. And it's interesting yeah. to see the numbers of, of people that are on these Facebook groups. You know, some of them are up to three, four, five thousand. And and I was I was talking to I was talking to my business partner this morning about this, and I said, you know, these are all people that are passionate about what yes. they do. They're they're not yeah. the ones that are just throwing up a listing and, and waiting for people to come. That you know, they know you've got to work at it these days. Yeah, and they realize they really realize the challenges ahead of them, and they're they're out there networking and picking other people's brains, you know, looking for a way to get ahead. Yeah, and uh, yeah, kudos to all of those, and I it, it it always gives me just such huge inspiration to to go out onto those on, onto those groups and and just just read what people are sharing because 
I think when you know when you and I started out in this business, and you were you know, several years before me, as you say, there was nothing out there. I think you know once we got into home away, Christine Karpinski came along and yes, and yeah. was, was extremely helpful. Yes, but, but there wasn't much beyond that or before that. I can't think of anything really. I remember there's one uh, we talked about this uh, when we had lunch at your summit. There, there was one site that um, is called Vacation Home Rentals, and it's I still advertise on it. It's been just um, of course TripAdvisor has bought it, mm. but your your newsletter I'd never heard of newsletters before, and they used to feature on their homepage on the right hand yeah. column your newsletter, and that was the that was the start of of education right there. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I, yeah. I sort of forgot that I, I, I wrote the the owner section yeah. on the vacation home rentals for about three years. Um, it was on their, and, it was on their homepage. Yeah. On the right hand column. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I still because I, I've still got all that material that I wrote. I probably should start using that again now because I think there's a few years gone by. Um. Because once they, once, once TripAdvisor took them on, uh, took took them over, then. Um, yeah. Yes, my services were no longer required. Yes. Yes. Well. <laughs> Fortunately, you found other things to do. Uh, I did indeed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, over over to you. So you started in, in the 1990s. What with? What what did you have? Well, uh, our first property was passed down to us by my wife's parents. And, um, you know, this is kind of a long story, but um, we had three children at the time. Where we really couldn't afford, you know, to keep the place. We had a rental agency we were using. We were getting eight weeks of rental a year, which is basically in February, March, and in the state of Florida, anybody could do that. You know, we were faced with a challenge. What do we do? At the time, I was working for General Motors, and that's when computers really started getting popular. And they offered a course. They said, if you complete this computer course, we will buy you a computer. I didn't even know how to turn a computer on, so I took the course, completed it. And then at the time, I had two surgeries in, on my elbow in one year. I was off work for a whole year. And so I had so much time on my hands. And I started exploring the vacation rental industry as a guest and not as an owner. And that's when I stumbled upon vacationrentals.com, free 30-day free trial listing, tried it. In the listings, the bookings started coming in. My first year, I did 47 weeks, and that's the worst year I've ever had. And that was really the beginning of my management company as well, because two owners that we knew in the same complex, I went to them and I said, I guarantee you, if you leave your management companies, I'll double your bookings and I'll double your income. And that's that's, that's where it started. It's interesting, you know, because I use this in, in my business because there are so many property managers out there that don't have, that didn't start the way we did with our own properties. Yes. Um, yes. So we have this huge advantage that we can go in yeah. and say, look, I've done this. I've been there where you are. And, and I know how, you know, I know how it feels. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a very good communication tool with, um, when you're working with owners as well, because we're, we're not just property managed, we're owners and we face all the same challenges and all the same disappointments. You know, they buy the new st- stove, glass stove top and it's scratched or the new, Mm-hmm. stainless steel appliances and they get dented you know and stuff so it's it's easier to relate when you're actually part of the business yeah absolutely so so how many properties do you have under management now 25 i have 24 now i have another one coming on so it'll be 25 here in the net in by mid-september and and they're all in the same location right I, they are on Marie island which is a very small island on florida's gulf coast um border sarasota 
to the north. I ha- do have two properties in the mountains in North Carolina, so I'm, I'm spread out a little. But uh, it's the North Carolina properties are just they're just two, and um, that's that's very seasonal. Where Florida is uh, is really a 52 week market. Okay, so I want to come on and talk about a little bit about um, property management systems. But first of all, yes. I'd yes. like to just focus on your your personal website, the one that um, that uh, that you advertise your own properties on. Um, yes. Because I came across this in doing research for this episode, and huh. and I have it's, it's not often I spend, you know, I I will stop, go and get a cup of coffee, sit down, and then just sit and look at a website as it unfolds before me. And we see so many websites that have, I mean, my own, my own property management website just has a slider at the top. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. we really didn't pay a huge amount of, of attention to this, uh, to this homepage and the slider. But yours is just captivating. Now, tell us who did your website. Let's start with that. Antonio, I got to give Antonio all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. And when I was at his summit last in, I uh, was in Barcelona last, um, I guess it was October, November. He started off the keynote presentation with, um, he asked a question, what is the most important part of your business? You know, and I'm, I'm kind of looking in the air and I'm kind of, I'm thinking all these things are going through my head and I can, and then he finally says, it's your website. And then he pulls up this website and starts displaying it. And when I looked at it, I just, from, from that moment, I knew he was going to build a website for me and I knew exactly what I wanted. So I have to give him credit, you know, for, for all that. Well, I, I've, you know, I've talked to Antonio on so many occasions on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we, I, I think in the very first time we did have a discussion, we looked at his, uh, his website for um, yeah. his property uh, and I think he's upgraded that, you know, he's he's done some changes yeah. to that since then. But what I loved about yours, and I think everybody needs to go to Anna Maria Island Condo Rentals.com, which I'll put in the show notes. Go there and have a look at this because it's it is you know, am I over overdoing this? I don't think, because it really is captivating because there's no slider, it's all video. And Yes. Yeah. And it it is um Yeah, it it, it attention getting so t- tell me a little bit more about um about what you wanted when you were looking for when, when you were talking to antonio and setting your criteria for the website what i was looking for you know and i think it's so important you know, we all talk about uh, our photos you know have to be professional but what i was really looking for was the wow factor the colors you know something very few other people were doing uh, um and, you know, people, they say they don't read text much anymore. They look at the video. They look at all the photos, the slide and stuff like that. Well, I think it's probably 100% accurate. And that's why I was really looking for that wow factor when they first went on there. And they want, they want to stay there. They didn't want to start reading. They, you know, they wanted to look at the, the video, the slides, and then maybe do some, some exploring. But really, once, once they see the video, they're, they're looking for the availability calendar after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um... There's, I mean, there's, there's probably some good research out there that says that you know, how impactful this is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, having having video on the the um, as the feature um, area of of a homepage rather than just still photo. Um, because I, you know, I, I remember um, HomeAway started it a couple of years ago, um, or maybe it was Airbnb. 
and I remember seeing that for the first time, and it was quite fascinating. Do you remember that one? It was um, so like people um, waking up, and so the photo was just these people lying in a bed, and then yes. suddenly yeah. they start moving, and it's <laughs> it was it was a real surprise. But you still don't see enough of that. So yeah, kudos to Antonio Bortolotti. That is, if um, if yeah. those of you listening are not familiar with Antonio Bortolotti, he is the creator of the Vacation Rental World Summit. At the time that this episode is being broadcast, I will probably be winging my way to Florence to this year's Vacation Rental World Summit. Are you going, Terry? I don't think so. We're, you know, we're kind of really disappointed. We are expecting our third grandchild oh. October the 1st. And I talked to Antonio about this and I said, you know, it just doesn't look like it's going to work out, but we would, you know, we would love to be there, but we just can't this year. Yeah, I remember you saying that, and uh, yes, yeah. that resonated with me because I know yes. I know exactly what it's like when those so those grandbabies start coming. <laughs> you've yeah. you got to be around. There'll be other years, and I'm sure his his all his subsequent ones will be at those for sure. Yeah, well, you know, you you are you're you're just a person I expect to be at all these events. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, I think we're going to talk about it later, but I think it's the most the single most educational thing you can do as a property manager or owner. Yeah, well, we'll definitely, we'll come back to that. Yeah. What, I, what I, I do want to talk about is um, property management systems because yes. you are, you know, you've been in this business a long time. You've, you've probably gone from spreadsheets to, you know, to, to using pieces of paper in a folder like we all did at the outset. Um, exactly. All the way through to some of the most sophisticated property management systems there are out there, uh, you know, at the moment. Um, the majority of my audience are property owners. I, I know yeah. I have a number of property managers who listen to this, but they tend to be of the, of the smaller size rather than the, the, the major PMs. So talking to that sort of demographic, the independent owners, small managers, what are the advantages um, to them? for using a good property management system. But maybe we could just kick off by you know, just explaining what that actually means. You know, property management system versus booking system versus reservation system. Are they all one and the same? Let's start with that question. No, and the, you know, and the blog that I wrote, Matt asked me to write that blog for him because it's, it was really intended for the single property owner using spreadsheets and Google calendars. I knew I wouldn't be much assistance to Anybody that's already using uh, a management system because they're familiar with it, they normally, they just, they're either unhappy with it or they outgrow it. I was really trying to help the, where I was at one time, the single property owner. And, you know, a PMS is the center of every property owner or manager's universe. It's where everything happens. It's where everything's stored. It's not, not this, um, what folder did I leave this on? Where is it on my computer? That spreadsheet, where did I, where do I find that? It's, it is just the center of where everything happens. It's stored there. It's easy to find. It's easy to push. If you're pushing it to either channels or channel managers, it's, it, it's just so robust. It's, I, I don't understand how anybody, well, nobody can really operate effectively or efficiently without a, even a small PMS. And they don't have to be the most elaborate or expensive ones. You can get a, a good PMS for under fifty dollars a month. Well, that that's interesting to know because I <clears throat> I go to um, the Vacation Rental Managers Association's conferences, yeah. and there you will have all the major 
PMS companies um, yep. advertising all their products. And I have to say, I do fall for bells and whistles. And I think I love it too. Yeah, a lot of people yep. do. It's like, wow, it does that. And gosh, it, it does that. You know, it does all the marketing for you, it sends out emails. It, mm-hmm. um, what, what are the basics? What, what are the things that people who are looking for a reservation system should look for first before they go to the bells and whistles? Because I know from my previous foray into um, a property management system, and I mentioned this in the introduction, we made a huge mistake. We invested a huge amount of money. And, (laughs) And it all fell to pieces because of something extremely simple, and that's because we're located in Canada. And, yep. and this system just wasn't, didn't have the ability um, or, or they weren't that interested in catering to the Canadian tax system and, and other sort of quirky things that we have up here in Canada um, in, in this market. So we made a very, very basic error, which was not listing out our primary um, primary criteria before getting drawn into the shiny things. I remember that story well. Yes, <laughs> very, very well. Um, for, first of all, I think you have to first identify what your needs are, and then you have to identify what good property management softwares offer. And if you if you go onto a property management software's website, there's a at the top of the page you will always find it there. It's called features, and there's a drop down box. And it really, it really itemizes every feature that they offer. And, and it's a great way to, to just go in there and start clicking on every feature and trying to understand what it does and what it can do for you. So that, that, that's just the perfect way to start. Um, as far as components of a good um, PMS, I'm going to list a, a few of them here. You know, if I went into detail, we'd never finish here, but uh, I'll, I'll just try and, you know, keep it. First, first of all, it has. I don't think going, moving forward, I don't think there's any way to be successful. Maybe if you have one property, I know Matt and you know they talk a lot about listing site independence. Uh, you can, and it's, it's been proven, Matt, with one. When you get more than one, two or three, you know, it's it's really really difficult to do. So channel management is going to. I market saturation. Channel management is going to be an absolute must to reach worldwide travelers on several different platforms. and But I can't emphasize enough, when you're choosing a, a property management software, that it connects directly to the channels. By channels, channels are just websites. They're like booking.com, Expedia, HomeAway. So you know, clear, clear up any confusion of what a channel is. It's just a fancy word for a website. But having the ability of the PMS, having a two-way connection, which is connecting directly to the channel and not a three-way connection when you're bringing in an outside channel manager, like let's say it can be um, Rentals United, Beds 24, Red Awning, something like that. It's so critical that you you need an outside channel manager, but you need your PMS to be the number one strongest channel manager that you that you have. Okay, you're just going to have to explain that a little bit, so uh, in a bit more detail. So, um. So you mentioned Rentals United, and I'll use that as, as an example because, yes. you know, we, we know Rentals United very well. We know they do what they yeah. do extremely yes. well. Um, yes. So 
Are you saying that a good property management system could do what they do without using them? Yes, and yes, and no. And let me explain. Yeah. Um, your 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 property management system, the channel management part of your, should be able to connect directly to the big five, mm-hmm. which would be Booking.com, Expedia, Airbnb, HomeAway, and TripAdvisor. So so there. External channels like Booking.com are like um, Rentals United. They charge another 3% or more. So you're already paying for your software. So it should be able to connect to all these channels and save yourself that extra commission. But where Rentals United comes in and what they do better than anyone, because a, a PMS, they can't specialize in everything. They're, they do Rentals United, they specialize only in channel management. And that is the gateway to the rest of the travel world where your PMS just can't do it. And then they, they bring the, the connection to Agoda, you know, which is really the booking.com of Europe. There's C-Trip, which is China. You know, it's, just, it's just endless. So you can't eliminate them, but what you can, you can do is mitigate your dependency on them. And, and in the blog I wrote, I tried to emphasize that so much is the, the ability of the PMS to be a strong channel manager in itself. Okay, that that's made it much clearer yeah. for me yes, yes cuz yes. i you know if you look at um the rentals united site and yes. they list all their partners all their channel partners yeah. um yeah. and and it's a massive list and i know if i if i go to my property management system and look at their partners it's much smaller yes so they are yes that they, they are um they're, they're integrated with airbnb and home away and yeah you know, as you say the big 5 and maybe a couple of others yeah. um yes yeah. And, and, and sometimes, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a large enough company, you can talk with your property management company, uh, property management yes. system people, and, and they will work to integrate other websites or listing sites if, uh, if, if they are really working for you and if, it may, if it's worth their while. Unequivocally, they will do that for sure. Yeah. Yes. And, and you just mentioned there, and you know, I think I'd like really like to clear this up here. You go on. Let's. I'm not, I'm not picking on Rentals United. Huh? You know, I love them, and I use them. <laughs> um, if, if yeah, if you go on there and you look at all the different channels that they connect to, you should don't get sucked into that. There, there's the big five, you know, and then over there, I could name on one hand the actual ones that you're probably ever going to get a booking for. You might be able to connect to like a hundred of them, but you're not going to get bookings from them. So uh, you really need to do your research here. Right. So if so, so let's say you're not that interested in the European market or the Chinese yes. market, then yes. uh, then perhaps you choose a PMS that is that that has robust integration with the big five. Um, exactly. And then you you don't actually have the need to go out to the third party. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And if you a connection to the big five, you can be very, very successful because that's where people go when they're looking for travel. So you can't book what you can't see. So yeah, I'm just a big, big fan of a strong channel manager. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, what else? We started out and that was number one, channel management. Okay. So the next thing is pushing all data. And by that, I mean, a lot, you get, you, there's limited channel management, and then there's actually full-blown channel management. And that's where a lot of smaller channels, 
channel managers will push availability and rates only. That is so undesirable. What you really want to make sure they push rates, availability, photos, text, and amenities, and all changes made within the PMS, everything is automatically pushed out to your own website and every channel that you advertise on. So really, really try and avoid just the rates and the availability sync. That is not helpful. Yes, I can see that because if you change a, if you change an amenity yeah. or a feature, you want yeah. that you want that immediately changed on every website that you're advertising on. Yes, and there are so many PMSs out there that they only push rates and availability. Okay, how do, how do you find out about this? How how do you know? Uh, is that is that <laughs> research? Um, yeah, yeah. Is it easily seen in the features? Um, no, no. Asking, asking questions, you know, and just have, just from experience and a lot of this, you know, I just stumbled upon when I picked my own PMS. I didn't even know some of this stuff, how important it would be to me. And I've learned it along the way. So and, you know, and I, that's why I wrote the blog there, just so I could share some of that stuff that um, that I just learned from other people and asking questions. And that, that's, that's just a great point about pushing all data. Um, yes, that resonates yeah. with me because I know that, uh, you know, that at, at, at times we haven't been able to do that. Um, with with our PMS, but we yep. can now. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of it is to do with relationships as well. It's not you you don't just buy into a system and that's it. That's yes. the end of it. You need yes. to have a good relationship with the people that, that that have created it. You know, you want to be talking yes. to them all the time. That's very important. Yes, for sure. Okay, next point. Okay, rate flexibility. This is so huge. Is for example. There's so many different subscription listings. Like, let's say, for example, you you advertise on HomeAway. You can advertise on there for about three hundred and I guess sixty nine dollars a year. Then there's there would be TripAdvisor, which is a five percent commission. There's if you're using Airbnb with the super strict um, cancellation policy, there's five percent. Then, but when you get into Booking.com, Expedia, then you're looking at fifteen percent commission. Having the ability to create multiple rate sets and assign those rate sets to a property and then push them to the a different channel of choice so you would have a multitude of different rates that you would push one rate to home away because there's really no markup but then you have to push to expedia and booking.com which is 15 percent. so you have to be able to offset those commissions so you have to be able to push a different rate to a different channel so rate flexibility is something huge to look for that that's interesting and that can that that's simply done by setting up yep. different rate tables or different rate sets as you call them in 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 your post um, yes. and you set them up with different date bands rates minimum stays um, yes and then you can you can have different check in check out dates so it, it's all dependent upon the on on the channel to which you're pushing it to it, exactly and you can do it takes a while to create the rate set but once it's once it's created it's always in your system and it's there it just takes a couple clicks to uh, maybe maybe you want to offer a last minute deal. Maybe you have a property that's underperforming; it's not doing well, and instead of going in and creating a whole new rate band or or editing a rate band, you just go in, pick a rate band that you already have or a set that you already have created, and just assign it to a property and push it to a channel. Just having that flexibility, and that's something, and you're not going to find in a lot of PMSs that aren't, let's say, on the expensive side. Yeah, so that, that's that's something to look for. Okay. Um, another point here? The cleaning module. You know, no, absolutely no email correspondence. Now with 
you have last minute deals, you have cancellations, you have late checkouts, early check-ins, everything and human error. Emailing your cleaner is just a recipe for disaster. Having a cleaning module where they have their own username and password, they log in every day, they look at, they can see what's going, who's going out, the next people that are coming in, and any change that the owner or manager makes, it's updated within seconds. So any changes they have, those changes are live and it's pushed to them. So I just can't emphasize enough, do not email your cleaning people. They, they have to be part of the PMS system. I, I'm 100% with you on this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we don't actually um, um, monitor our cleaning teams in, in our company yes. because majority of our, as you know, our owners yeah. um, manage their own um, cleaning schedules and cleaners. But we are now beginning to move into this. Um, we, we have, a, a, we, we're piloting this over the fall and and the winter is actually doing complete property management, which is something we've never done. Um, so, That's interesting. Yeah. So I hadn't even before I you just said that I hadn't even thought about using the cleaning module on our property management system because we've never used it before. Yeah. And yeah, I've just I've just had an aha moment, Terry. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't even consider a PMS that did not offer a guest uh, yeah. a cleaning module. I wouldn't I wouldn't even consider it. Yeah, and the same goes for work orders as well. If you've got something to yes, assign yeah. to um, to a vendor, um, yep. to a I, I guess landscaping, lawn mowing, pool, yes. pool yep. cleaning, that sort of thing. That's it's really yeah yeah it's really a mirror image of the cleaning module. They do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you say in this post that this uh, you know the softwares have a good overview interface built in. It's the headquarters of yes. your vacation rental business. So yes. it, it's, yeah, it's whatever your company is, HQ, just go in there and everything is all in one place. I, it just, I just had a sort of flashback to, to our early days of, and, and we had at one point six cottages um, yeah. and this was, you know, early two thousands and, and still using spreadsheets and that awful feeling when you thought you might double book. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We all know that feeling for sure. Or or forget to assign, you know, a, a cleaner. You know, I can't tell you when I was using spreadsheets how many cleanings got missed. You know, yes. it's just, yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, is, is, uh, what, what else can we add to this list? Uh, okay. The guest portal, this is hugely important is, and I hope Andy McNulty's not listening because this is really taking over the, um, the digital welcome package and, and to an extent, the, the travel guide. But what it is, is this, it's the way to communicate when you're with your guests from the minute they book, they see the dates, they see the rate, they see what they have paid, they see the balance owing and then all the information that you want to give them for their entire stay, it, you know, it can be check in, check out instructions, pass codes, things to do on the island. It's really you're familiar with a digital welcome package. Mm-hmm. You can do yep. you can do all you can do all of this right within your PMS. And again, PMS can be expensive. There's a great way to save money right there with the guest portal. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. You know, I've I've I have been talking to a number of companies recently about um, the, the different types of um, of of guides and digital welcome books and yep. 
what what we mm-hmm. call what we used to what we still here call the pre-arrival package you know what we send yep. out before what what they what guests need to know before they go um yes. which up until this year we've still been pushing out in pdf form so you know yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> and and this is all changing uh in in the fall but uh but yes to be able to do that directly out of the pms so that and, and one thing i mean the one thing that um We've had a couple of instances this year that guests have forgotten to leave. I know, <laughs> yeah. And and this ha- this happened last week. Guests forgot yeah. to go again. And mm-hmm. and with the uh, the guest portal that we'll be using this, uh, you know, take taking on board in the fall and winter for next year, um, our guests will get automatically a text twenty four hours yeah. before they're due to go to sort of a gentle reminder that. Right. Yeah. We hope you've had a great time. Um, sorry that your vacation's coming to an end. Um, don't forget, check in is at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, and these are the things yeah. that we'd ask you to do before you go. And Yeah, and, yeah go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say that, you know, the, the, the time that we spent um, this year on managing those situations when guests hadn't left and the cleaner had arrived and – we yeah. had to contact the incoming guests and tell them it wouldn't be ready for them and send them out to an ice cream parlor or, or somewhere for dinner even. The cost yeah. involved in doing that yes. is completely taken away yeah. by, mm-hmm. by this guest portal system. Um, so yeah. you, you, those are the sorts of things that you have to factor in when you're thinking about yes. the cost. Yeah. And uh, another point too is uh, guest retention. When you're using this, they're always on your website or your or near PMS, where it originates from, with your logos always there. They're, you're never sending them outside. To it. They're viewing your logo. Every time they're reading something, they're going through something, they're always on your website. And that's for, for guest retention. I think that's, that's huge as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, have we got anything else on this list? The owner portal, you know, if, you're only, if you only have one property or something like that, of course, it's not going to be important to you. But if you're a property manager, Owners always want to know what's going on, how many bookings they have, the rate that they're getting. Having an owner portal where they can see their own booking, they can <clears throat> log on with a username and password, look at the bookings they have, look at the net rate that is coming to them. That That's going to save you a lot of time. Answering senseless emails where an owner says, Terry, can you tell me how many bookings I have? And can you tell me what my net rate is for this booking here? It's all just there at their fingertips. Been a godsend for us. Uh, yeah. Once again, when you start thinking about in terms of cost of yes. of a PMS, you've got to look back to to, to see what your what what this is going to be saving you in terms of time. Yeah, uh, yeah and of course, sure. you know, time is money. Yeah. If if you've got staff who are who are taken up with these phone calls, just start adding. And particularly, let's say you've got twenty or thirty owners, and each one of them is going to take up half an hour of your staff's time maybe once once every couple of weeks with these sorts of calls you've got to add up what that what the cost of that time is um, oh, for sure yeah and then yeah. you know it really you know, comes to no brainer status yeah. here yeah yeah um, and i don't i don't have a staff so i'm the only staff so i'm you know when i'm when i'm wasting my time doing that that, that i'm just i just can't be productive you know yeah. so that was one reason i turned to towards pms as well yeah um you mentioned reporting as well. I know when we got our PMS, my my office manager just went, she went crazy, and she still yes. is on reports. And every, even I mean, we've been ours has been running up and running now for for 
about two years, but even now she'll come across a new report. And it, they're just, it, it's not just for fun. These reports no. are just so interesting. So give us a, some idea of the sorts of reports that, that would come from a PLA. Well, it's, it's, it's really endless that what, what you can do with reporting. It can be days booked. It can be vacant rooms. It can be, you know, you, don't forget, it's easy to send all this to your accountant too. And everyone has a year end and everyone has an accountant. So just being able just to push this to your accountant is huge. But, but it's almost endless for any kind of report that you, you want to generate. It's easily generated. One thing to point out is mostly the difference between an expensive and inexpensive property management system lies in accounting. Usually the inexpensive property management systems don't offer much in the way of reporting and accounting. Yeah, and, and I, actually when you go back to setting up your criteria, uh, that that was in fact our number one uh, criteria when we chose was yeah. when we when we chose a PMS was was accounting. You you have an, a number of other features here, and you know th this. This this post um, is is going to be on um, the vacation rental marketing blog, so I'll put I'll put a link to it, um, and people can go see all the other features. Um, yeah. But I did want to talk about fees, about how much these things cost. I mean, you mentioned okay. you can get them as low as fifty dollars a month, yeah. but you may be missing out on some of these. Um, not not so much the shiny things, but yeah. some. Mm -hmm essential what what we'd perhaps consider to be essential items is there a sort of rule of thumb of you know how much how how far do you go because i i know that some of these systems have you know setups in in the thousands and that's before yes. you even start using them and start yes. paying their monthly fees which can be you know well into the thousands as well yes um yeah it's it's Basically, you you get what you pay for. But that being said, not all when you're comparing property management systems, not even the most elaborate ones does everything better than the most inexpensive ones. They are, they all have their strengths and weaknesses. But basically, when you're looking, you're going to get what you pay for, you know. And that's that's it's almost across the board in in life, you know, is what you that happens. I've seen here you've got costs can range from less than fifty dollars a month to as high as three fifty per month. You know, I I'm looking. I, we we've looked at at um, systems that are up to a thousand twelve hundred a month. Yeah, they can go from fifty dollars to three hundred and fifty dollars. Another thing to take into consideration is setup fees. This can be huge, and this is where they can want sometimes five thousand dollars to to get you set. So that's that's really something important to take into consideration. But those fees are generally negotiable by up to 50%, and sometimes they'll waive the entire fee. And the reason that I'm saying that is almost every PMS out there, they're older now. They've been around forever. They were built for the for the hotel industry. Now with vacation rentals being so so it's just it's just a force in motion. There's going to be so many good PMS has come out built specifically for vacation rentals that they're really going to challenge these um, so-called giants. You and I and many others who are listening to this have been involved in this industry since its infancy, uh, yes. or certainly since its infancy in technology. And we've seen this, this just amazing rate of growth 
Um, and you, you know where a lot of that growth is coming from, and you know, you and Matt and Alan get credit for that. The, the growth is really being fueled by vacation rentals and not solely by the hotel industry. Yes. So I know you use a lot of other resources um, because you are, you know, you love the technology. So yes. can you can you offer some recommendations on some other resources you use? There's one resource that is so cheap, and I can't believe that hardly anybody is using it, and it's called Boomerang. And Boomerang, if you have a Gmail account, is simply a reminder to follow up with people. So let's say any inquiries that I get today, and I, yeah, I might answer them, and I don't hear back from them, I get a notification. It goes right to the top of my inbox. You can set it to one day, two days, three days, whenever you want to be notified, but I have mine to the next morning. That Let's say Heather inquired about a, a condo for a week in June and I, I sent her some information and I didn't hear back from her. That is my cue. I need to, uh, and I have an email template just set up. And, Hi Heather, it's Terry again. I just wanted to make, let you know I haven't forgotten about you and can I answer any questions for you? And just, just write something like that. But it's just, it makes people feel important and it's a good, and I would say I get maybe 25% of my rentals just from following up with people and Boomerang wouldn't cost $100 a year to use. Okay, that's an interesting one. I've, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever used it, but I, I think that's one I'm going to give give a go yes. to. Uh, what else do you use? Jive Systems. Um, we, um, where I think video is really the way of the future. You can see what Facebook's doing now. They have that um, that little... 30 to 90 minute enticing you to post videos there are 30 seconds to, to 90 second little videos video is is the way of the future and a lot of times when i, I sit in my de in front of my desk so when an inquiry comes in and during the day people are working so i always try to call them but you usually get their voicemail you and they, they just can't pick up because they're at work but sending out a little video and then you get notification of when they opened it even though they can't answer their phone, they mm -hmm. always open that video there. So and it, it's just a video just saying, thank you for your inquiry. You know, here's my phone number if you have any questions. And just, just make something up, you know, just to make them feel important. I, I talked to Will Franco a while back um, yeah. about the digital handshake. So if yeah. anybody's interested in that, I'll put the link to that interview I did with Will from Jive Systems. So you can go take yes. a look at that. Yeah, um, yeah. I really think, I really think that's going to be huge going forward. Mm -hmm. What about social media? Do you uh, do you use much in the way of social media as a marketing that, tool? Well, I have um, yes and no. I we have a twenty twenty eight year old our daughter in law that she handles our social media. She does all the posts. Uh, when I write blogs and stuff like that, I'll post it on Facebook and some social media. But she really does the does most of the social media. Um, I had a very interesting conversation with Antonio about this a short time ago. Where, you know, and he, he said to me, he found himself falling in this trap of you're on social media all the time, you're posting, you, you know, people are liking you and loving you to death, but are you ever getting any rentals out of it? You know, so that's where I'm kind of at the crossroads. I, I think you need to learn how to, how to advertise on social media. Certainly you need to be on there posting, but I, I really question how many rentals it is producing compared to how much time you're spending on there. Well, I think I think that that's where it comes back to perhaps looking at analytics. When we go to ours and it's three percent, three percent of our traffic comes from social media. It starts to beg the question: How much time are you spending on this? Um, yeah. 
when you could be um, working on the traffic that's coming from other platforms. Um, yeah, instead of being on social media and liking and loving, you know, there, there's no more useful platform than using Hostwriter and pushing relevant content to your own website, which Google is addicted to new relevant content and Hostwriter, I think is just, a, an, just a, an amazing platform. Yes. Um, so, so for for those who are interested in in Hostwriter, um, yep. I will put the um, the information on that on the show notes. Who developed Hostwriter? Oh, Alan Egan. He is, I, you know, I have got to have you say all these names. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Alan. He is just you know I I've been following him for years, but when I was at, he he was a presenter at an Antonio's summit and I, I think my mouth was hanging open a foot the whole time he talked it's, he is just the most amazing person and everything that he does and says to me it just makes so much sense you know he's he's just an amazing person i i agree with you 100 percent. and yeah. yes i spent some time with uh, with alan in amsterdam early this year um, yeah. uh, again at a vrma conference and you know, apart from the fact, he's an incredibly interesting person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done so many things in his life with the with the sailing, and now living on a on a what seems like this idyllic island in Denmark. Yeah. I mean, who would, yes. who would think that? But he he has immersed himself in vacation rentals and and bringing and and sharing um, so generously. Um, amazing. Yeah, you, you even see what. Yeah, you can see what he's doing now with WordPress. He's just giving people, he's set up WordPress template. And he's just, here, take it and use it. Yes. You know, just, yeah, well, so it's amazing. Well, not only take it and use it, but here's 20-odd videos that tells you how to do it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For, for anybody, yeah. you know, wanting to do your own website, just go to, um, well, I'll, I'll put the link to, um, yeah. to Alan in the show notes. So we have come to our hour really, really quickly, Terry. Um, yes. I'm, I'm, we, we could probably sit and talk for another hour, but, um, maybe we will come back to a, to a, to a part yeah. two. Um, if you were to talk to someone today who wanted to start, start a similar vacation rental business, what are the three most valuable tips you would give them? Number one, the single most educational thing you could ever do would be to attend summits like yours, Antonio's, the VRMA it's, it's access to the brightest minds in the industry. And the perfect example I can give here is at your summit last May, listening to Eric Mason talk. You just don't get access to that kind of material every day. And that's, that is just so important. Um, the second most educational thing would be podcasts, your podcast, Elaine Watt. I'm a big fan, fan of Elaine Watt. You know, she's a really amazing podcaster as well. Um, again, when we were starting out, there was no resources there. Podcasting, probably 80% of what I know has all come from just listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Third, third thing, it's simply probably the biggest mistake anyone could make starting out now is not to follow Matt Landau, Heather Bear, Alan Egan, Amy Hinoit. It just, I could probably throw in there smarthost.org that, you know, they really, they're really rivaling what Matt is doing there. And there's so many brilliant minds over on that side of the pond there too. And not only that, the same people that post in Matt's um, community there, I know you work closely with Conrad. Um, he posts a lot over there. 
uh, Alan posts over there, Richard Botton, who I've, I have huge respect for. He he publishes you know stuff over there. It's just not to follow these people. If you could follow the people that I just mentioned and, and these couple of platforms, you would you could knock easily, easily five years off the learning curve and probably more. Um, Terry, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. And, um, you know, I will look forward to meeting up with you ag- again soon. Unfortunately, it won't be in Florence because you'll be yeah. you'll be baby minding. But but, you know, and if not before, definitely uh, next next May. I'm, uh, I look forward to it. And, uh, you know, I've, I think I've listened to every one of your podcasts. I never thought I'd be on one. So I, thanks, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, you've been a hugely valuable guest. So thanks for joining me. Well, I know I've gone over the hour, which is something I very, very rarely do on a podcast because we don't all have unlimited attention spans. But I hope you stuck with us till the end of this. I, I definitely could have gone on and talked to Terry for so much longer. He's, he's got such knowledge about this industry and, and so much to share and contribute that I, you know, thank you, Terry, so much for, for, for doing all that, for sharing what you did. So as ever, everything we have talked about is going to be on the show notes. I think there's going to be quite a lot in there because I will put links to, you know, everything we mentioned, such a, everything Terry mentioned, such a smart host, host writer, you know, Alan Egan's um, site where you can go get a website for free. If you didn't know that, you need to go take a look at the show notes. Um, and, uh, and whatever else, Boomerang, that was something else that, um, that Terry mentioned. What, uh, what neither has mentioned were the property management systems that we actually use. The reason, and there is a reason for that, is that no, you know, there is no one-size-fits-all, as, as you probably realize. Something that works for me, something that works for Terry, is possibly very unlikely to work for you. So you need to be doing your own research Going to, if, if you're a property manager, then going to the VRMA conference is definitely something that I would recommend. That's not a cheap option, but, you know, the, the money that you spend on, on these conferences can save you huge amounts in time spent researching. I mean, you could spend a week of your life researching property management systems or go to a VR, the VRMA annual conference in Orlando not only do you get to hear me speak twice or you know you may want to avoid that anyway but you would get the opportunity to go and meet up with all these property management system companies all these reservation management system companies talk to them face to face go with your list of questions do the research before you go and then go meet them face to face to actually get so many of them in the same room is such a massive opportunity. You'd also get the opportunity to go and talk to the Rentals United team. You know, we were talking about Rentals United here. You'd be able to go and talk to the the, the people who do the digital guest books. You know, there's there's Hostfully, there is Your Welcome, uh, the Your Welcome Guidebook. There is there there are 
what you need to do is go to vrma.org and go to the pages on the conference. Check out the suppliers and the vendors and check through that list of who's going to be there. You know, that's a huge part of going to these conferences is getting to talk to all these vendors and suppliers. I mean, they pay a lot to exhibit because they want to be there and sharing stuff with you. Obviously, they want you to to buy from them. So, you know, you really, you actually do have the upper hand when you're at these events. So thank you again to Terry. Thank him, thank, thank him so much for his shout out to the educators in this industry. And I'm always so proud to be mentioned in such an illustrious group with Matt Landau and Alan Egan and Richard Vorton and Eric Mason. If you have not heard of these people, these are the ones, these are the movers and shakers, the ones who are really making an impact on the industry. So go check them out as well. I feel completely inspired after that, uh, after that chat with Terry. I'm going to go and have a look at Boomerang. I'm going to go and look at Hostwriter. Um, get in touch with Alan Egan. Tell him I really need him back on the podcast again because there's a few more things I need him to talk to me about. And we will be in touch with you again. Oh, well, we'll be in touch with you. I'll be talking to you again next week. So thank you for joining me once again. It's an absolute pleasure. And I do know that you are listening. I do know that every episode of the podcast gets almost a thousand downloads within a couple of days of it being published. So I know that people are out there at least downloading it and, and perhaps listening to, to uh, some, if not all, of every interview. Um, I thank you so much for doing that and would love to hear your comments as well. I know that Terry is going to make a comment on this one because he has not missed a single podcast and um, hasn't missed really t commenting on any of them as well. So at least I'll get one comment. So for now, that's it. I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.